Aloha, I'm Dr. Kathleen Kozak. Welcome to The Body Show. Each week we talk about health and fitness, but none of what we discuss replaces a visit to your own primary care provider. Do you find yourself sitting down a bit more than usual? Have you been working from home? You know, you might notice that your posture is slumping a little bit. You might get up, feel a little stiff because you're not getting up and stretching as much as you used to. And there are muscles that you may not realize are getting stiffer than they ever have before. These are all some of the potential side effects of being in a situation where you're a bit more sedentary than if you're in an office getting up and walking around and doing things. And today we're going to talk with our physical therapy expert and My good friend, Christine Linders, she's at East Oahu Physical Therapy, and we talked before about what are some ways that you can help get rid of back pain. Can you actually use physical therapy to strengthen your back and no longer have significant chronic back discomfort? And the answer to that is a resounding yes. 80% of people have back pain at some point in their lives. And what can we do to try and strengthen our backs so that those of us that have the pain can get better But those of us that don't have the pain don't have to experience it. We can strengthen those core muscles. Well, the key is something about learning how to suck it in. Christine, thank you for joining us on The Body Show. Tell us more. Thank you so much, Kathy. I love that. So, yes, the key is to activate your deep core, your transversus abdominis, which is an invisible muscle that runs horizontally across your body. And when your brain thinks, I need to reach for that glass of milk, normally the transversus abdominis, or TA as I call it, will fire to stabilize your spine before you reach for it. But if you have poor posture, altered posture, you've had a back injury, you've had a few babies, a C-section, abdominal surgery, that transversus abdominis muscle working with your brain to fire to stabilize your spine can be disrupted. And so the suck it in is not sucking in air. It's sucking in your tummy, pulling your belly button in. And when you do that, that is the transverse abdominis muscle that is running horizontally across your abdomen and pulling in your belly. When that happens, your deepest back muscles fire and you get an anatomical girdle or corset that keeps your low back stable. So suck it in. (laughs) Well, and I love the analogy that you gave. We were talking about this a few months ago on the show, and you said, like, you know, how do you know that you're engaging the right muscles? And you sort of described that phenomena that a lot of people have when they're trying to pull their zipper up on their pants just that little bit more. How how would you describe that? I describe it. I know that's so true. I describe it as you're trying to zip those jeans up, and you're frustrated because they used to fit, and now you're – you don't know how to get them up. Oh, I fit on them two months ago. So you make your belly smaller. You pull your belly button in. You suck that tummy in. And then whoop, there goes the zipper all the way up to the top. And then you let it out. And that's a different story. But you got in them. You sucked it in and you made that belly smaller. And that is what the transversus abdominis does. It actually narrows the waistline by its action. But so important to people with low back pain is the function that it has when it's operating correctly, when you're moving your body around and it's firing with your deep back muscles to stabilize your spine. And that's what we want to get everyone to do, especially now. Well, and 
you know, right now a lot of people are working from home. They're not actually able to go to work, so they might be sitting more. They might not be getting up, taking their breaks, or they're doing a lot of Zoom meetings or, you know, Skype meetings or a variety of different computer technology ways to access other people. But that means they might be sitting at their desk more. Maybe at work they have a stand-up desk and at home they have a little laptop or some other kind of way that they're trying to modify so they can still be doing their job. But how does that actually affect the posture and the back? And how do you know when you're having this happen? Do you just wait until it hurts? <laughs> no. Well, some people right now, maybe, yes, they're already in pain and they're listening to this and saying, oh, my gosh, that's me. What do I do? So what's important when you're at home, whether you're sitting on the sofa working from home, sitting at a hard back chair at your kitchen table, standing at your countertop, well, especially if you're sitting is that you support your low back. So if you are on your sofa or your futon, you need to have a pillow. And I usually say a square pillow, like a decorative pillow, supporting your low back. So you scoot your buttocks all the way back into the chair, like someone just pulled and tugged at the top of your pants. And then you support that backwards curve in your low back. And then you put the laptop on your lap if you're sitting on the sofa. Or as I tell people, Get a couple other pillows and set it on top of the pillow or a few books so that you don't round down to meet it. You want to nod your chin down, like tuck your chin, give yourself that nice double chin, and gaze your eyes down. That way your posture is erect. And if you if you don't know if you're sitting up straight, I tell people, you know what? Put the pillow behind your back, sit up as straight as you can, and squeeze your shoulder blades back. When you squeeze your shoulder blades back, you know you're sitting up straight, and then you gaze your eyes down and look at your laptop. That's the way to to prevent the low back pain. But if you are sitting on your hard back chair and you've been slouching into it or leaning forward onto your laptop for the last four weeks that we've been shut down, not, not to worry. You can begin by supporting your low back, squeezing your shoulder blades, pulling your belly button in. Maybe you pull it in while you're typing and then it, it lets out on its own and you set a timer for every five minutes, you hear the ding go off and you, and you pull it again. You want to keep activating it over and over to undo it. If you're already experiencing back pain from sitting at home. So what you're describing is really doing this sort of abdominal crunch on the front because that's activating muscles that are in your back. That's correct. And I think when you say crunch, I want to make sure that everybody understands the crunch that you're using in the front is the crunch of the muscles, not a crunch where like your your uh, rib cage is getting closer to your pelvis because you want to maintain neutral spine. And the neutral spine of our low back is a backwards curve. It's not rounded forward. It's more arched or swayed, kind of like a horse. I tell people like a horse that's been ridden too much has a sway back, and that's the natural position of our low back. And that's what the pillow will do when you're sitting up straight. So the crunch that you're doing is a crunch of the abdominal muscles, but your spine's not moving. That's where I, that's where I came up with the, the suck it in. You can draw it in, pull it in, move your belly button closer to your spine. Just don't flatten your back. Don't round your back or press your back into the surface. Let the pillow keep that natural backwards curve and then stabilize your spine. And the idea being that if you do this regularly, if you're sitting at a computer or if you're even if you're just sitting at home for whatever reason, this is going to help you to prevent having further back problems. Absolutely. Absolutely. I get feedback from that all the time, especially, you know, last month when I was off from work, I was 
texting some patients and posting some things to my friends on Facebook and Instagram just to call attention to, hey, you're at home. I've been writing on my futon, and you know what? My back doesn't hurt. I've got it supported. I'm sitting my butt all the way back. I'm squeezing my shoulder blades back. I do a couple exercises for my upper body to keep the upper spine upright because that often is what causes people to have low back pain is when you slouch, you slouch from the top down if you're leaning down onto a laptop. And so doing a couple shoulder blade squeezes or pulling your arms back to squeeze your shoulder blades and lift your chest activates all those postural muscles that help you keep your chest up, your sternum to the sky so that your low back can be in its optimal position, which is the neutral spine, the backwards curve. All right, I'm Dr. Kathleen Kozak here in the studio, and I have Christine Linders on the line. She's working at East Oahu Physical Therapy, and she's writing a book as we speak. What a way to spend your time at home, working from home during the pandemic. You're becoming a book author. When we come back, we are going to talk some more about what are some of the other body parts that you might notice are getting a little stiff as a result of having a change in your activity that you're not used to having less of because of this coronavirus time. We'll be right back after this quick break. Stay with us. Support for The Body Show comes from the HPR Local Talk Show Fund, which helps Hawaii Public Radio sustain and grow its locally produced talk shows. Mahalo to contributors The Rice Partnership and PCAT, Pacific Center for Advanced Technology Training. Welcome back to The Body Show. I'm Dr. Kathleen Kozak, and I'm here in the studio. And I've got Christine Linders on the line. We are talking about her expertise as a physical therapist. Now, you wrote a medical article that was published about a year or so ago talking about this transverse abdominis muscle and how this can really help stabilize back pain. But it's not just the back that you're trying to help people work on. You've mentioned neutral spine. You've mentioned trying to keep the shoulders up and keep them back and... What are some other areas of the body that, because people are not doing the same level of activity as usual, they're noticing stiffness? Where else are they noticing this effect? That's a good point. I have uh, I've had many complaints of neck pain, and believe it or not, I've had complaints of Achilles tendon pain or pain in the arch of your foot that hurts when you get out of bed in the morning. And I think what what I'm noticing is that my patients and my friends and family have told me, oh, my gosh, I am at home working. And so I'm sitting at a desk at home at work normally driving to and from work. But now I'm sitting at a desk at home and the family is taking walks every single day, sometimes one to three miles. And they're noticing problems in their feet and their ankles because they're out walking around. And that's not part of their that's not part of their normal. But we don't want them to stop. I mean, the idea is that if people are starting to get out there and get some exercise, if they can be careful, socially distance, and, and keep themselves healthy, we, we can't have everybody stay home. So what's a safe way that somebody who might not be doing a lot of walking can sort of get into that? That's right, because walking is good for your back, right? We definitely know that. They talk about that all the time. And I tell people the number one thing that you can do to help your walking, to help your balance, and to decrease pain in your lower leg, it could be hip, knee, ankle, foot, plantar fasciitis, Achilles tendonitis, is to stretch those tight calves. I think people don't really pay much attention to their ankle or to their calf. And if you're not normally walking or running or doing some sort of exercise program, 
that would make you stretch your calves, you don't realize that you would even need to until you start having pain because they're short. And so how I tell people to stretch their calves, there's many different ways. Um, usually I tell people to put one foot in front of the other and look down like you're like you're almost in a lunge stride stance position. Hold on to a surface because when you do that, oftentimes people are wiggly and they they notice that balance isn't as good in this position, but it's important to look down at the back leg's foot to make sure it is in a straight line. Oftentimes people will turn the toe out and then go stretch, but that actually makes you more prone to feeling that awful pain on the bottom of your foot when you or your heel when you get out of bed in the morning. They call that plantar fasciitis. So you want to look down, make sure the back leg is straight, the knee is locked, the heel is down, and then you bend the front knee until you feel the pull in the back of your ankle. It's not pain. It's discomfort. It's a discomfort pull. And, you know, I like to do things dynamically. So I'll tell people, bend the front leg and feel the pull, straighten the front leg and the pull's gone. Bend the front leg and feel the pull, straighten the front leg and do that about 10 or 20 times. And I get great feedback on that. Oh, wow. I feel like that really lengthens the calf when I slowly oscillate forward and backward versus just pinning it into a static stretch. So that actually, that pulsation of the stretch might actually make it a little bit more effective or help somebody to really feel like it has that, like you mentioned, dynamic response. Absolutely. Absolutely. I do it myself, and I had a tight calf. I've suffered plantar fasciitis and Achilles tendonitis from an injury. Um, and so, and I had a back injury, so it made my leg weak, and that's kind of how I got it. So I've come up with all the best ways to stretch my body and I apply that to my patients as well from what I've learned from different classes and personal experience unfortunately well and it's funny because that's often the best way is to say (laughs) I know exactly what you're talking about that is a weird thing to describe but I felt that so here's what I've done and here's what maybe you can do as well do you find that people get less flexible over time I mean I often think boy you just see kids jump up off of the ground and they don't have any problem at all and then as we get older it seems like either we're just in more sedentary positions or maybe we just lose that ability to be as flexible is that something that people really have to work on it is it is i call it the cat principle or the dog principle every day the cat and the dog they get up and what do they do they reach their feet out really and they push into the floor like a downward dog almost and then they push their rear end back and then they straighten one leg back and they straighten the other leg back and that's how they are able to get up from a sleeping position and go run to bark at the neighbor's dog or to swat at a bug or something and that's the use it or lose it principle and i I find in my patients, too, that people that say that I do a regular exercise program where every day I wake up and I spend 10 minutes doing this routine that I learned from my doctor, my chiropractor, my physical therapist, my personal trainer, they're way more flexible. And and not everyone has the same flexibility. Some people are tighter than others. But what happens when you continue to do what the dog or cat do until they're very old is you maintain your flexibility. You you use it and you don't lose it. And so if you've lost it, which many of us have in injuries, that's normal. You have, I've had shoulder surgery. I've been in a cast. You know you lose it. You have to start working to gain that flexibility and gain that range of motion back so that you can go on about your day, walk, sit, stand, drive without having pain from a short or a stiff muscle. 
So even if you've had an injury, even if it's been something that's required surgery, you can still come back from this. That's what I hear you saying is, hey, you've been there. You've done that. You know what it's like when you have a major injury. And even if it's bad enough to require surgical treatment, that doesn't mean that you're stuck like that forever. Absolutely. And the forever, I love that you said forever. And I've told many of my patients that that have had very complicated surgeries or a complicated history of injuries, car accidents, and trauma, and things like that, that, listen, this is this is not your forever place. These are things that we need to gain range of motion and gain strength in. And maybe that does take you two years because you've been dealing it with for 10, but this is not your forever place. And people need to know that. The body is miraculous, what you can do with the body, with strength training, exercise, massage. And you you, I don't even know how to say this. Like you don't, you don't earn it, but yeah, you, you earn it when you work on it because you see the results, whether it's a result of your limping to your walking normally, or you're walking and now you're running your best mile. All of those, that hard work and tedious toe curls or shoulder blade squeezes, or you're pulling belly button in, you reap the rewards of that in a better functioning body for you in whatever it is that you want to do in your life. Well, and that's sort of an investment into the future, because when I see people as they've gotten older and they've developed arthritis or they've developed other chronic medical conditions, that means that they're having a harder time getting back into the therapy. The efforts they made when they were younger really do pay off. It's like saving your body for retirement. If you want to be able to go (laughs) hike and travel and do the things you like to do, you kind of have to put in some of the effort now. And that's not always the easiest thing to do when you're busy and working and not having a lot of time. It's not. uh, I used to say when I I was living in New York City for a few years, I used to say like, you know, seven minutes to pain free. I just was telling people, set your clock for two minutes or five minutes or seven minutes and do something for your body, whether you're moving your arms over your head or squeezing your shoulder blades or marching in place or doing the stretch that I mentioned earlier or sucking your stomach in. If you do anything in any period of time that you have during your day, you benefit from that. That's the motion is lotion. You reap the rewards of the work that you put in. And if, if you don't have the time to do it all, do something. Something is definitely better than nothing. And then you go into your retirement and you age more gracefully in your physical body. Well, and that's that's a goal for all of us. Nobody wants to get to the point of retirement and then realize that they haven't kept their body up so they can't enjoy it. And that happens all too often to some folks that you know, get to that age and they just haven't had the time or put in that effort. So you're right. There's always a couple of minutes during the day when you can work on some kind of stretch and something. I'm Dr. Kathleen Kozak. When we come back, I'm going to be talking more with Christine Linders about what are some of the injuries that might be happening that we're all out there walking and doing activities and how can you incorporate muscle strengthening when the gym is closed? What are some ways that we can use our environment to help us to keep our body strong and to even maybe even make muscle gains when we don't have access to the weights we might be used to? We'll be right back. Stay with us. Support for The Body Show comes from the HPR Local Talk Show Fund, which helps Hawaii Public Radio sustain and grow its locally produced talk show programming. Mahalo to contributors Ekahi Health, Ulupono Initiative, and Impact Hub Honolulu Co-working. 
Welcome back to The Body Show. I'm Dr. Kathleen Kozak, and I've got Christine Linders on the line. She's working at East Oahu Physical Therapy, and we're going to talk about what are some of those injuries that people might be having, and how can they work on weight training when the gym is closed, Christine? What can we do? So if you want to deal with some of these injuries and also gain some strength because you can't go to the gym and you can't normally do your routine, you can use a lot of things at home. If you have exercise bands at home, that's great, but you also have soup cans and jars and towels that you can roll up to stretch on. So I think it's important to look around your house and see what you have because you can do a lot of exercises with some of the things like body weight exercises you can do calf raises. You can do squats and lunges, but I tell people if you're going to be doing squats, find a semi-gloss door or wall or something that you can slide up and down on so that you make sure you maintain the proper form. So I would have people slide up and down a, a bathroom door, sometimes the front door, where you put your tailbone against the wall and your shoulder blades, and then you walk your feet out. I tell people to do one two and a half foot lengths from the wall, and then you just slide your tailbone up and down the wall. That keeps your knees from going in front of your feet. So it, it diminishes the strain on the front of your knee. And so that can help you to work on some quadriceps strengthening and maybe work on some of the gluteal muscles. And so you don't actually have to go somewhere else. You could even use your own, like your own front door to help you with exercises. Yep. You mentioned different weights that you might have around your house. Are there other stretches that people can do to strengthen their body so that if we do open up and people are allowed to go either back to the gym or go outside or go do some things that they haven't been keeping up with, what are some ways they can get their body prepared for that? Uh, yeah, that's a great that's a great thing. So one of the things that I'm going to mention right off the cuff to prepare your body for getting back to your real life is standing in front of a doorway putting your arms out at shoulder height so it's like you're flying, getting in a lunge position and bending the front knee to stretch out your front of your chest because all of us, every one of us, the work that we do is in front of us. And now the work that we do that's in front of us could be homeschooling our kids, leaning over. A lot of people are doing projects. They're sorting their house. They're cleaning out the old junk. They're sitting working on a laptop on a surface that they're not used to using. So it's important if you're going to be upright and getting back to your gym routine that you don't have tight chest muscles that are going to lead you into a shoulder injury when you start lifting weights again. And that's one important thing. And the other thing is, is doing, some, doing some weights at home and marching in place. If you march in place at home, it can get you used to. You're not even going anywhere. You're not jumping if you're not a very – fit person but you want to get back to riding the bike at the gym like that's what I do you can start marching in place and if you can't march in place because you've got a foot or ankle injury I was just teaching my sister-in-law's mother over text how to do a workout because she says how do you do a workout for a senior who's not working out and I said you know what pretend that you are doing like the bike with your arms so you're sitting and you're riding the bike with your arms go 20 20 cycles forward 20 cycles backwards, raise your arms up over the head. And if you all try that right now, your arms will be burning because that's strength training because you're holding your body weight of your arms up against gravity and moving it. But it's also giving you a little bit of a cardiovascular workout. Literally something any one of us can do right now. And I'm like, 
you know, well, certainly not on radio because that would potentially be a problem. But, you know, these are things you could do even when I go home. It doesn't require even having a bike in your house. There are some ways you could use your own body isometrically to sort of help yourself build up that strength. Now, let's talk about the book because one of the things you've been doing when a lot of folks have been working from home or maybe just relaxing and not necessarily doing as much as as they might otherwise have been inclined to do. You're writing a book. Tell me about that. Because, you know, if I was home, I think I might just get sucked into Netflix or something and not necessarily suddenly become a book author. So what motivated that? So I got motivated uh, to write the book on the transverse abdominis by my patients. Um, actually, when I was on the East Coast in New York and Connecticut, and I was teaching them how to pull their belly button in, as I mentioned earlier today, in neutral spine. And a lot of my patients said, oh, my gosh, like, I, I never heard that. I was I was taught to pin my back flat, but this really works. My back feels so much better. Why don't you just write a book on it? As I would buy it, and I would tell all my friends because then we would know how to do it right. So, I wrote it then in 2016, and I have morphed it into a, but you also need to know how to hold your posture upright, and you also need to get flexibility of these muscles, and you also need to understand this. And so I got inspired to write it because I wanted to help people on a bigger level. And now, as I've been editing and you know adding illustrations and, and doing the final workups on it, you hear more and more in the news about low back pain, and they're not mentioning the physical therapy treatment, which is sucking it in, activating your deep anatomical girdle, your deepest back and your abdominal muscles. I'm even more motivated, and I've spent the last month do, trying to do final edits, so it's easiest easiest to understand for the reader that this is how you do it, this is why you do it, here's other factors that can help you if you've got neck pain, shoulder pain, scoliosis, you're an athlete. I even talk about the diaphragm and pelvic floor muscles because that is your deep core. And as you know, the vocal folds are a very important part of your core because it regulates pressure in your abdominal cavity. Just like when you cough or sneeze, the pelvic floor muscles hold that pressure from the bottom. And so I I just, I want people to I want to end the low back pain epidemic. I want people to know that their transverse of the dominus is there for them to use. They don't know it's there because it's underneath everything. And I want them to learn the simple way to, to activate it and get it back in the game so they can stand taller and function better and definitely get out of back pain. Well, and that's a message that we don't often hear is that back pain is something that can be treated really effectively with physical therapy, not just acute back pain, but chronic back pain, which I think is one of the reasons why a lot of folks, it's one of the number one causes of disability is back discomfort and the inability to do a job because of that. So, you know, finding ways that we can really maximize how people can can empower themselves to work on trying to improve their body's functioning and not wait for it to miraculously get better with a pill because it won't or to really put in their time and effort to help themselves. That's really key. So you're in the editing process. When can we expect to see this come out? And when can when can we all read your book? I'm, I'm ready. I'll read it. I'll do it. Oh, my gosh. Yes, I love it. So I'm going to say now that I'm back to work, I'm going to say I was going to say the end of June, but now I'm going to say uh, I want to get it out by July 22nd. So I'm going to self-publish it on Amazon and it will be out by July 22nd. And Kathy, thank you so much for saying the empower 
ourselves to do what we can because that is the epitome of this book. It's an encouraging book to give people the information to empower them that, yes, you can do it. Yes, there is something that you can do that is also, you know, outside of the realm of, like you said, taking this pill and hoping it goes away. And I want people to know that they can do something. That's the key. They can do it. They can strengthen their body. They can get back to a level of functioning. Maybe they never thought they would reach after either having an injury or a surgery or whatever the struggle may be. That is true. That is true. You can do it. (laughs) We can do it. Well, and, you know, I'm excited to hear more about when the book comes out. I certainly want to be one of the first readers. I think that the message that we've sort of given folks today has been get up, stretch, get stronger, keep yourself going, because nobody wants to be in a position where they finally get back to the office and realize they're just exhausted. They can't even take the time to go to the gym that's now open because they haven't been able to keep up with some of their activity and stretching. I want to thank you again for sharing your expertise with us today on the body show thank you so much kathy for having me it was my pleasure oh we're gonna do it again absolutely and maybe we'll be able to get some videos of you demonstrating some of these techniques and we'll put it on our website if you'd like to hear this show again you can click on hawaiipublicradio.org follow the links to the body show our engineer is david chong i'm dr kathleen kozak and we will see you next week when we talk more about health topics helping all of us stay well see you then Thank you.